Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 6th of August. Coming up, man stabbed on Hernbay High Street. You don't expect that much aggression and when it's in the middle of the day, it's not something you want to see when people are shopping and kids are out. Mum calls for pulse tests after baby's heart condition was almost missed. She did have like a blue colour to her face and lips and things, but um, the midwives put that down to her being born like outside it was early hours of the morning and it was cold and teenagers aim to save lives with new mural in tunbridge all the people passing by they're all like opening up about their mental health issues it's really brought in a discussion kent online news a man's been taken to hospital with a stab wound following a disturbance in hern bay high street at kentonline.co.uk you can see a video of three men kicking their way into a flat and dragging a man out before attacking him Our police were called to the scene yesterday afternoon and the injured man was arrested on suspicion of a fray. Jack's been speaking to Louisa who owns a nearby florist and saw what happened. I mean just in daylight and on the street and and you know it was yeah, yeah it's happening horrific. on a busy high street like yeah, this. Yeah it's, it, it's yeah what do you say about something like that it's just quite horrible isn't it really mm. um, and shocking and uh yeah. So do you worry for your business and others around here? No, I mean, you know, I've been in town in business for uh, eight years, so, um, you know, it's the first time I've seen something so dramatic, so, mm. um, you know, you can't worry about that every day. But so nothing like this has ever happened not, not to before. Not to that extreme. You, you hear mm. routers on the street, but not, not to that extreme, no. No, it's mm. the first time. Uh, and so then... Um, when did you hear about it? You said you were downstairs. I was downstairs, yeah, I was mm. downstairs working and I come up and the lady that works here, Zoe, she uh, she said, and I went out and looked and, and the guys, I think, from Mills and Bar were out there just blocking the yeah. uh, And so then when uh, your colleague told you about it, what was your immediate reaction? Uh, that it's why does something like that happen in broad daylight in the middle of you know and there's kids about as well and you know and a lot of people stood watching it's just not what you want to see is it really no uh, you expect something like that at night time when it's late and there's nobody about you know but to do it in broad daylight in front of everybody Mm. um yeah it's quite a surprise i guess it's scary not just for you but for like passers-by to see something like that yeah i mean yeah you know you don't you don't um, like I say, expect that much um, aggression and when it's in the middle of the day, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you don't get the good uh, the good lot out at night when it's late, when people have had a drink, but this was obviously, I don't know whether it's spur of the moment or um, someone was just, they, he triggered him off for whatever reason, I don't know, I don't know what and why it happened, but it's not something you want to see when... Yeah. You know, you've got your shops open and, and people are shopping and kids are out. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a teenager has been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after a man was stabbed in Goudhurst. The victim, who's in his 40s, was flown to London for treatment after being attacked by a group of men in Lurkins Rise last night. An 18-year-old man was detained in West Kingsdown. Police say the people involved were known to each other. There's a warning to pet owners in Folkestone. 
London after a cat was found decapitated. The pedigree was discovered about a mile from its home off Shorncliffe Road after failing to come in for the night. Vets described it as suspicious. The RSPCA have also been made aware. A man who attacked his fiancée with a knife outside a Kent pub has been jailed for 12 years. Eve Lawler was left with six wounds following an argument with Stephen Thomas at the Malt Shovel in Ainsford in July last year. The 43-year-old from St John's Road in Sevenoaks then tried to convince her to make a false statement to police so he wouldn't get the blame. Kent Online News. An Aylsham mum says a test that monitors oxygen levels in newborn babies should be routinely done after a heart condition in her daughter was almost missed. Crystal Aveling's been telling Nicola her story. When Poppy was um, born, um, she was born outside in the my partner's car and um she did have like a blue color to her face and lips and things but um the midwives put that down to her being born like outside it was early hours of the morning and it was cold but obviously it turned out like 36 hours later it actually wasn't that it was a lot more serious I must, it must have been quite traumatic for you anyway because you'd, you'd had the baby in the car and then you noticed that she was a slightly different colour, as you say. She was a little bit blue. What were the thoughts going through your head or did you just believe what the midwives were saying at the time? Um, well, at the time, um, obviously, you just believed what, what they were saying. That's because she was cold, um, doing more skin to skin, all those sort of things. But obviously, as the next day went on, our, we were still quite concerned about her that they um, decided to take obviously more action. And what test exactly did they do and, and what did that show up? Basically a junior doctor and a senior doctor um, both came in together and examined her because um, they were hopefully going to discharge us and then they um, got us to undress her and saw that her skin was mottled and then they just um, said they'd run some blood tests and to get her dressed and moments later, the senior doctor walked back in and had another look at her and then said to the junior doctor that they wanted to get an oxygen level reading because they did originally thought it was because of maybe she had um, too much blood in her system or something from when like the umbilical cord was left on too long. OK, so they did this oxygen um, test. Is this the pulse oximetry test is that what it's called and what did that show up with poppy um it showed up her oxygen levels um were, were very low i believe it was either th between 38 and 43 i believe the actual readings were to start with they thought the machine they was using was faulty only because obviously the probe itself was quite big and she was quite she was of a small size she was only like five pound 11 at birth so they they willed her through to like where the special care unit bit is in the hospital and used like a, you know what they call a premature baby probe because they thought it might give a more accurate reading but when the reading showed it was still that low they obviously then they become concerned and we was me and my partner her dad Kelvin we was asked to leave at this moment in time while they um, tried to assess the situation so we was must have been in the waiting room maybe half an hour and obviously that half an hour goes incredibly slow and then they called us back in and she was hooked up to like a ventilator she had like drips going in her and obviously various machines around and they explained 
that obviously she was on a ventilator. Um, they'd run a few tests but didn't really know what was wrong with her. Said it, could, it wasn't chest and lungs, it must be heart. And obviously they weren't the hospital equipped to, um, to deal with her. So was waiting on a bed either in London or Birmingham, depending on which hospital could take her. And then off you went up to the Evelina Hospital in London. They did manage to diagnose what was wrong and um, Poppy had to have surgery when she was just a week old. Yes, um, she had like what a first op the next day, which was a um, balloon arterial septostomy where they obviously make the hole in the heart bigger to buy her a bit more time before surgery but then she had the open heart surgery when she was a week old. As a, a new parent, seeing your little baby go through that must have just been agonising. What was it like for you and your partner at the time? Can you remember much about it? Uh, it was it was tough. Um, obviously, we have other children at home. This is our, Poppy is our first child together. So obviously we had other children at home, you know, obviously they were, some of, they were young, so didn't really quite understand so much. So obviously it was hard being away from obviously the children at home. It was hard, you know, being away from like our family, you know, like our support network. But um, some of our family did start coming up to be with us as well. So that was, you know, it was it was hard going, but you just have to take each day up there as it comes, to be honest. Thankfully, Poppy is more than OK now. She's doing really, really well. Tell us a bit about her, because she's now seven, isn't she? Yeah, she's seven. Yes, yeah, she'll be going into year three when she goes back to school in September, which she's excited about. Um, she's um, a brownie as well, and she was enrolled just before the summer holidays, so she's a fully-fledged brownie now. That's absolutely fantastic. Now, you believe that if Poppy had had this pulse oximetry test when she was born, you would have known much earlier what was, what was going on with her. Can you tell us a bit about the campaign that you're supporting and why you think it's so important? Yes, I'm supporting the campaign because I do feel it's important. I believe it could save other parents a lot of you know heartache obviously in our situation we was lucky obviously it was caught in time but obviously there there's possibly other parents out there where it, it's missed completely so for the sake of a test that takes seconds to do i feel you know it could help more parents be prepared a lot sooner than waiting like we waited 36 hours which I never to be at the outcome for her could have been a lot different. So I just feel that if it was done sooner and with other babies or and children, then obviously other parents will know, you know, straight away if there's any problems. Kent Online reports a total of 111 weapons, including a deactivated submachine gun, have been handed in to police stations in Kent as part of a two-week firearm surrender. 26 shotguns, two rifles, and more than 1,800 rounds of ammunition were also given in to be destroyed. Detectives are hoping it'll stop dangerous weapons getting into the hands of criminals. Police say they're continuing to go through hours of CCTV footage two months after a teenager was attacked in Canterbury. 17-year-old Daniel Ezzedine from Germany is still in a serious condition in hospital after being assaulted on Rose Lane in the city centre. 11 people have been arrested but so far no one's been charged. Around 50 tonnes of straw and wood chippings have caught light at a park in Maidstone. Crews were called to Moat Park last night. It's not known yet how it started. 
it. Now it's hoped a new mural painted by teenagers in Tunbridge will help save lives. A 20-metre wall in the town centre has been transformed into a piece of artwork with positive messages about mental health. It also features dozens of handprints from people of all ages who are supporting the project. Phil's been finding out more from Johnny Souton, who's a programme manager for the National Citizen Service, which organised it. The idea would have came about through the young people on NCS um, doing their social action planning. So a big part of the NCS project the last two weeks after they go away is where they come together as a group, look around the area, pick a topic that they want to sort of help or make awareness of. And through that, the young people decided that they wanted to, to do it on mental health and, and raise awareness of mental health in the area. Do you think there's not enough sort of awareness of young people with mental health? I think there's loads now compared to what there was what one year, two, three years ago. You've got some great charities like Young Minds, Minds Itself, that's really sort of pushed the awareness of mental health and positive well-being with the young people. I think young people are more aware of it now with exams, stresses, worrying about houses, mortgages, exams, everything like that. And I think young people are more open to step forward into the light and say that they have a problem or they are suffering this when perhaps they haven't in the past. And so what does this kind of mural actually sort of help people to do? Is it really just kind of raising awareness or does this actually sort of push people into taking action? I think a bit of both. I think people that don't suffer with mental health or have anything to do with sort of positive well-being, they walk past this and see the amazing work that young people aged 15 and 16 of the area have given up their time and summer holidays to do. I also think it helps people that may be suffering in silence with a mental health issue and they walk past and see the messages you can do it, it's really positive, that might give them a bit of strength going forward, they might have had a really bad day that morning, they walk somewhere like this and see all the amazing messages, the helplines and all the support down at the other end, who knows, it probably will save a life at the end of the day. And just finally tell us about the finished products, when you finally saw it all sort of come together and now just people walking by and admiring it, what's your reaction to that? Oh, as the, the manager for Charlton Athletic to say that this is one of our NCS social action projects, we are literally over the moon. It just goes to show what a group of 15, 16 year olds can do when they come together, work as a team and have a passion about something. And to see this amazing piece of art scattered along the wall is, is just phenomenal. It makes me enjoy the job that I do and be the youth worker that I want to be. But it's pure testament to the young people. They've done the project, they come up with it. So yeah, the glory should be theirs. Phil's also been hearing from two of those young people, Annabelle and Rose, to get their take on the project. So we had to get quite a lot of um, permission from the council as well as Network Rail and South Eastern Rail so it took quite a long time but um, we kind of man managed to do it at the end of the day so yeah. And of course you know just tell us a little about the finished article how nice it is to sort of see it up and running now. It's amazing and even like all the people passing by they're all like opening up about their mental health issues it's really brought in a discussion and it's lovely to see everyone who joined in with the hand printing as well so it was lovely yeah. So how nice is it to kind of have that community feel sort of everyone sort of pulling together to really make this a nice community project? It's wonderful and seeing everyone come together like babies, toddlers, um, the elderly, even dogs got their, their paw prints on there so it's really nice to see it all come together. And just finally of course you know a couple of young people asked, do you feel that there's ever really not enough talk about mental health amongst young people? I think there's still a little bit of a stigma, it's like where to find it. When we did um, interviewing um, for like some of the local people it was like they, they knew that there was help but they didn't know where to find and also the waiting lists were quite long as well so we want to make sure that there's charities available that have shorter waiting lists and it's just nice to see everyone come together. And you had the, a hand to play in this as well? 
Tell us about the finished article and how nice it is to see it up and running. Well, it's really good to see. I never really thought we could make this sort of impact. When we first started, I thought it was just a chance to get to do something during the summer and get me out of the house. Whereas now we've actually had people come up to us while we were painting it and tell us that it's impacted them, how kind of they've never seen anything like it. And it's just really nice to know that it'll be there for a while and not just a one-time thing. How many people came down and helped and how long did it take as well? Um, it took about two days and well there were 14 of us in the team just painting as well as three leaders that came down um, and I don't really know how many handprints there are on the wall. There are quite a lot and had a lot of help from other people. I'd say maybe 50 or more um, and we expected a lot less, maybe just a few friends that came down to support us whereas we just had people coming down that we never really knew and had seen it other places that people had advertised. And so just finally, do you ever feel that there's maybe not enough sort of help for young people around mental health or do you think that you know stuff like this is really good for raising awareness? Um, I think this is really good because especially I've never really known where to turn to and I feel like this has shown me and other people that there are other people out there and it's not just me that's struggling that other people do struggle with it too and it's really nice to see like it having an impact not just on me but on other people kent online news a makeup masterclass at a kent shopping center aimed at children going back to school has been cancelled the event which was due to happen at john lewis at bluewater was criticized as being disgusting after being advertised on facebook 65 percent of you who voted in our poll at kent online were against the idea there's an early weather warning for strong winds in Kent this weekend. Forecasters say gusts could reach more than 50 miles per hour on the coast and around 40 inland on Saturday. Security is being boosted at a Kent supermarket following a number of break-ins and thefts. Safety barriers are going to be installed at Morrison's in Faversham as part of a £1 million revamp. The aisles are also being extended and the car parks being ripped up and relayed. Works due to finish by the end of the month. A Kent company is battling it out to be named Champion Beer of Britain today. 70 other firms from across the UK are competing for the crown, along with Kent Brewery, which is based in West Malling. The final round of judging is taking place at the Great British Beer Festival in London. Ish has been chatting to director of Kent Brewery, Paul Herbert. Well, they do have uh, a series of, uh, of events where they have tastings of the beers around the country, and uh, we were up for... Uh, one of those uh, regional finals and we won that and uh, so as a result of that we go through to this final. Speaking more generally about the type of beer that you do brew at Kent Brewery, how much work and care goes into crafting your beer? Oh a considerable amount. We've um, we set up uh, as I say around nine years ago because of what was happening at that time with craft beer as it was uh, as it was in America that um, it was, in fact, it was the fact that there was very little over here in in the UK at that time. Brewdog hadn't been up and running for very long, and um, uh, it was uh, probably something that very few people had even heard of craft beer. But um, but that was really what we were about, and um, uh, and we were inspired by what was uh, what we'd found in America, and and uh, so we've always tried to bring. Um, tastes uh, to our beers that are unusual a bit more interesting a, a little bit more flavor than uh, people might be used to and we have become known for that uh, I think we you know we have quite a following in Kent and uh, and beyond in fact um, in fact we we, uh, we do send our beer 
all over the country and, uh, and and further afield. And obviously to reach this stage of this competition, your your beer must be of very high quality. Well, we think so. Uh, and uh, obviously the people who buy our beer and uh, uh, and taste it must think so as well. Uh, the, um, uh, the 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 clarity of the beer, the the taste, the aroma, uh, these are all very important. Uh, the the quality of what is available in whatever means that you you drink it, whether it's in a keg or in a in a can um, or bottle, that's that's all very important. We've discarded um, bottles in the past that we didn't think came up to up to scratch. Um, uh, because of the bottling process, uh, which is a very harsh process for beer, and um, and we're very happy with, uh, with with our products at the moment, and uh, um, and we do uh, we do can an, a number of our beers, and uh, intend to do more to make it to this stage, and to even you know fingers crossed go on to win. What would that mean to you and your company? Well, it's something that you really can't prepare for. I know that uh, some other brewers that we. Uh, uh, we admire um, Siren Craft, uh, Tiny Rebel. These are breweries that have won in the past, and uh, it's been something that uh, has really hit them very hard. They've uh, been find it find it very difficult to be able to produce beer to uh, uh, to meet the demand. Uh, we we know that's the case. We've prepared as far as we possibly can, but you can never really prepare for uh, winning the big one. So. Uh, uh, we we know that uh, this um, this would be a big change for us if it happened, um, and uh, we've been we're as prepared as we possibly can be. And finally today, if you've always fancied having your picture taken in the Love Island Villa, you're in luck. Some of the set used on the show, including the beach hut and fire pit, is at Blue Water Shopping Centre from today. It'll be in the village for the next couple of weeks. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.